Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and this is episode 559 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Ditch the MSM and Watch Your Life Get Better, and today I'll be talking about how life can change when you stop consuming the mainstream media, the news, and uh, man, just TV in general, I would have to say at this point. But first, let's grab a cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on in the live chat, and we will dive into that topic in just a little bit. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Pip. How we doing? Happy Friday Eve to you also, MSU Rifle and Hunter over on Twitch. Thanks for stopping in early. Ah, what's in the cup? It is a little chilly here today. I'm glad I have, uh, have this coffee to warm me up. Clyde's running around like a fool because I think he's cold and um, he's trying to warm up because he doesn't have the big fur coat like the other dogs. But uh, light Peruvian, end of the bag, close to end of the bag. I think uh, either a half or a whole French press tomorrow out of it. So, um, yeah, here's to you. Man, it's good. That's good. It's um, not my favorite I mean, it's it's weird talking about um, Brian's coffee, uh, food forest farm, food forest farms coffee. I said Brian's coffee. It, it sounds like me, but uh, it's weird talking about Brian's uh, coffee and saying that uh, one is better than the other because even the worst isn't bad. Is uh, just not not my ideal top end preference. I guess. I guess. Um. <laughs> Pip says, needing to look into laws about forklifting and unloading in a city street. I think you can do it. Um, just start st setting shit down in the street. And then when the popo comes and says, you can't do that, say, all right, well, I'll move it when I can. And good morning, Jim. How we doing? Lakeland in the house. Lakeland, Florida. Huh. I, uh, my parents had that direction at some points in time uh, for parts of the winter every once in a while. So good morning from Florida. How is the weather in Florida right now? It is uh, a balmy 25 degrees outside here. You said 25, right? 25 degrees outside in Tennessee, West Tennessee. It is a um, not so balmy 50 Oh, 56 here in the trailer. Um, it's morning though. We got to get, we got that wood stove fired up. It'll, uh, it'll get cranking. And as it's, uh, as it's full rolling, it, uh, it dies down overnight. Like I've mentioned the last few days, small, small, uh, firebox, which makes, uh, makes loading it up and keeping up with it a, uh, a chore for sure. And, uh, oh, it's 51 in Lakeland, Florida, just uh, three degrees less than in my trailer. <laughs> but the firebox being so small, it burns out quick. And um, if uh, Corey didn't sacrifice her sleep for the good of the, the family, she gets up because she gets cold real quick and then uh, and then stokes it a little bit. But we do uh, we do 
get um get down there at night especially when it gets this cold or colder and we haven't done our winter prep for our new uh with our new skirting that we're going to put on uh that's on the way i think the tarp is supposed to actually be here today uh super fast super fast shipping i'm excited to see the quality i'm excited to uh get some video up of this process and uh, pump the pump the company a little bit because the price was right and the shipping was super fast and if we can get uh get everything to work as the the website tutorial said i think it'll help a ton uh definitely any sort of breeze underneath the trailer just kind of sucks the heat out and i think this added layer of vinyl around the bottom will just uh deter that and then also having electric here this winter so last winter when we spent the spent the winter in texas we were in a um we were in a um field we didn't have any electric we had either the generator or the solar and it was working fine but there was no no real uh leeway there to add in an electric heater like an electric space heater or anything like that and i didn't really want open flame underneath the trailer we didn't have um it, we didn't have the skirting around it or anything so it really didn't make sense but as soon as we get the skirting around, I think we could uh, probably tuck, um, tuck an electric heater under there if it gets too cold, just to uh, have another layer, another buffer of um, another buffer of warmth uh, around the trailer. So, I not ideal for cold weather uh, anyway, but. We're going to see what the weather's like for the winter. The locals here have told me that this is extremely early for this cold. They weren't expecting it. I was over helping Norman and Herschel with the roof and the neighbors across the street. They had, they had warned them that it was supposed to get down into the 20s the next few nights. And they were absolutely shocked. So I, I don't think this is the norm. I think this is, uh, I think this is an anomaly. And I think uh, coming up the next week or so, it goes right back up into the 70s and 50s. I was, I was talking with Tim yesterday. Uh, after I went out to the property, out to Tim's property, and um, yeah, it, it, the weather looks like it's going to just pop back up into the 70s, lows in the 50s, and I'm perfectly fine with that. If we can ride out the winter with kind of cold snaps like this, and it doesn't even need to get as warm back up into like the 70s and 50s, but if we can avoid uh, sustained uh, more than a couple days cold like this, I think we'll be just fine. And then the long-term goal is never to completely stay in an RV. I think um, I think at points we will figure out how to get structures out on different properties we pick up along the way, and uh, we wouldn't really have to worry about when with when uh, winter uh, at that point as long as it's not a Minnesota winter. We would have actually um, decent insulation and uh, structure and um, an appropriate sized heater that for the shape of the of the trailer or the structure i guess the problem with the trailer is we have the wood stove right in the center of a hallway and um it it doesn't it heats the main area that we that we sit in most often but the the 
where we sleep are on either ends. And for that heat to radiate out that far, it gets tough. So if it was, um, <laughs> Hunter says, dang, I just checked supposed to be 89 next week, almost 89, 80, 89s. I don't know if that's supposed to be eighties and nineties or, <laughs> or if it's 80, it's supposed to be almost 89. Our, what a random, what a random, <laughs> he, he corrected it to 80s. <laughs> I was hoping that was a, a, a typo because it was oddly specific. This was supposed to be in the 89s. <laughs> Down there in Texas, they do uh, they do weird shit with the temperature. They, they call it by the decimal point. We get to the 88.1, the 88.2, and we're almost to the 89s. <laughs> <laughs> typos typos are fun typos are fun uh what do i have on this coffee chat list um that's tomorrow uh tomorrow tomorrow we're gonna talk about uh weather winter plans for us um both what we're doing um what we're doing about the cold the plans for that, what we're doing as far as moving, staying, um, and and going down that road. And uh, yeah, just the next kind of, let's see, it's November, November, December, January, February, March-ish, uh, what the kind of outlook for that is. So that is tomorrow. We're also going to be giving away 15,000 Satoshis. If, uh, if we can get 15 people in again and give it away, then uh, we'll bump that up after this week. So if you uh, want that, that base prize to go up, you can uh, rally the troops again tomorrow, give away 15K, and then the next week, you'll make me make a decision on what that'll be if we uh, if we satisfy it this week. Because uh, we started at uh, 5, we went to 10, then we went to 15. So I guess it sounds like I'm going up 5. Um, I forgot about that uh, 10 to 15 in there. I was thinking I was doubling it every time. But I think we'll just keep going up 5, or that could get pretty expensive for me pretty quick. Um, hey, did you guys see Bitcoin? 52-week uh, high last night. 52-week high last night. So that's good. Uh, but that'll be tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, yesterday I headed out to Delinquent's Gully. I needed to pick up some firewood and get that back here, get that split. Uh, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. It was a really nice morning after it warmed up just a little bit. The sun came up and uh, the temps came up just a little. It was in the high 30s and sunny when I got out there. I was in a hoodie and jeans and a and a beanie hat, and I was pretty comfortable. Actually, as as I started running the chainsaw, I ended up uh, sweating pretty good. So it was a nice day. It was um, it was productive. I got a, a nice load of uh, dried deadfall in the truck. I got it chopped down or uh, zipped up to six inches, six to eight inches to get it in the in the wood stove here brought it back and got it all uh, split up into a pile of what I could. There were a couple couple of uh, chunks that had some pretty nasty knots in them that wouldn't that wouldn't split down very well. So that uh, that was kind of crappy, but uh, got a bunch of it split up and uh, we've had the fire rolling pretty pretty solid for 3 days now straight, I think, 3 or 4 days. Uh, and it's all right. It's all right. I'm glad it's going to come up uh, in temp. Yesterday, we ended up um, being able to shut it down long enough to scoop the ash out. 
uh, that's another another issue with the small um, the small firebox is if you run it consistently for any amount of time, it um, it will fill up in the ash in the bottom. <laughs> just because just because it, it's uh, it's just so small there's no um there's no excess space to 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 accumulate ash or um or wood that doesn't quite quite burn all the way or we don't use the the best we don't have a place to season firewood for like two years and make it super dry and and efficient so we do what we can uh last winter was pretty expensive when we were when we were harvesting um harvesting tractor supply wood and uh, and cutting that up and using that to burn especially when it rained in texas for i don't know weeks on end and all the tractor supply wood was outside in the pouring rain so that was always nice when i would go to pick that up and it would like squish in my hand not the best wood so i figured the deadfall out at tim's has been uh, hanging up in the air for a couple years at least uh it's probably drier than anything i was buying at tractor supply last winter and it burns decent it burns decent some of it's kind of wet and then um, our storage situation here isn't ideal and i haven't really figured out how to keep it dry outside here other than just tarp it and uh, i would rather it get exposed to the wind and sun and keep drying out as soon as i get it split so I don't know. I don't know. Um, after I got that, uh, after I got that wood loaded up in the truck, I did a walk around tour. I just kind of walked through the whole site that we have um, that we have kind of laid out right now, and was uh, taking mental notes for myself what needs to be done before it can get listed up on HipCamp and uh, get some people enjoying the property. And uh, then I took the rest of the time when I got home to to split that wood, like I said, and then get that video edited and get it up on the YouTube channel. So if you're interested in seeing what Delinquent Scully looks like right now, you can uh, head on over to that playlist on the YouTube channel. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, just wait till after the show and check it out. Otherwise, you'll miss the show. But um yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, good tour. It was a beautiful day. Uh, it's changed. Um, it's changed significantly with the the leaves dropping. Good morning, Rachel. How are we doing? Rewilder life. Late to the party, but always glad when you show up for sure. Um, thanks for asking about the affiliate link too this morning. I appreciate that. Uh, we don't have a affiliate link with zero. Maybe we should. We never tried them though. We never tried them. Um, have you looked into zeros? Those are the times she said I was going to buy, but I didn't. Oh, you were, she was going to, she never bought them. So let us know what you think, Rachel. I, uh, I definitely trust your opinion for sure. Uh, when it comes to the barefoot stuff and many, many, many other topics. So, um, yeah, it, it is, it's changing significantly out there with the leaves drop. It's getting close to what it looked like when, when I imagine or uh, when we first went out before Tim got down here. Um, little, it's in that transition. I think I think the foliage is going to drop quite a bit more, but this was kind of the stage when we, um, for the first time, and then it it blew up after. So it's, um, it's really nice. It was, uh, I really enjoyed the time out there yesterday. It, um, uh, 
the the wildlife was kind of um all active and scurrying around they didn't really know what to make of the cold weather i don't think uh i don't think they're prepared for winter yet uh, as the locals say it's early so i think that the wildlife probably thinks it is early too uh but it was uh, lots of activity everything uh moving around the drive back and forth i saw tons of deer so yeah um we have uh skinner rachel said she thought i had the zeros i have um I have Wildlings, Skinners, and Vibrams. And Corey has Skinners, Wildlings, Vibrams, and the Vivo Barefoot hiking boots. Those are the Barefoot brands that we have so far. And, um, hmm? oh, and Moccasins. <laughs> She's over there going, and Moccasins. <laughs> Those are, all the shoes I have. <laughs> those are all those are all the shoes i have make sure you include the moccasins i only have so many <laughs> she's uh oh yeah um my experience with the barefoot shoes so far is they all make my feet stink <laughs> but so do other shoes <laughs> she says so do other shoes um uh, yeah i don't know i think it's uh the fact that i try to wear them without socks and try to be barefoot and that just ex exasperates the problem so i uh i am a big fan of just being completely barefoot so anyway uh we're at uh quarter after let's um let's kind of scoot on to the topic of the day today i want to talk about um the mainstream media um mainstream media jim says he hates shoes uh barefoot yes uh man Corey and i were actually just talking about it yesterday um when we were on our dog walk i saw a bunch more glass i think somebody either dropped something or i don't know what the hell it is but uh, we're on the the road to the garbage transfer station so there's always just shit all over the side of the road and there was mirrors uh it looked like broken mirror or something like that and uh i said hey look at that more glass and she's like yeah i've seen it for a few days i'm like i wonder why our dog's feet are all cut up all the time and uh, why i can't walk barefoot on our walk uh which i did all winter last winter it was fantastic but uh walking down the side of the road when there's just uh cans and glass and all sorts of fun crap i uh i just can't do it i can't uh i can't bring myself to torture my feet like that uh, good morning, Digger. How are we doing? And Hanging Laundry, thanks for stopping in. Uh, anyway, back to it. Uh, mainstream media. <laughs> I I titled the episode, Ditch the Mainstream Media and Watch Your Watch Your Life Improve, I believe is, uh, is what it ended up being. Um, watch Your Life Get Better, I uh, guess. Anyway, I kind of have... I have a um, a long kind of history with this. So when when I when Corey and I bought our house in the suburbs, we hadn't even gotten out of the city yet. Um, for quite a while, we had I think it was Directv, one of those, one of the the satellite, the small satellite companies. Not small as in size, small as in size of the dish. Um, had one of them and watched TV, consumed TV, 
consumed the news, was all informed. I was uh, I was still in my uh, super super Republican conservative world. This was probably back in 2010, 2011-ish. And um, so I was all consuming. I was uh, a miserable human being for a variety of reasons. Uh, but that, I think that was one of them. I was constantly worried about what was going on and things like that. So as we were there, we decided that we didn't we made that realization that we had this satellite TV package with 190 channels and we watched two of them. And the two that we watched, we watched reruns. Um, uh, I, uh, and so we decided to cancel. We canceled the satellite, which brought us down to antenna TV, which was, which was fair. I mean, in, um, in the suburbs where we were, we were like an inner ring suburb. So not far from the city. I think we got 40 some channels with a, uh, with a, um, with the, the antenna, the digital antenna and uh, with a boosted one, I think it was even more, which was sufficient. We would watch reruns, old shows like that. Um, and never really had a problem. I think, <laughs> I don't do socks either. See, Jim, I'll read it. I was just, uh, I was just going on with the MSM stuff. Um, so we, we started watching just reruns, things like that. Uh, we wrote out our time in the suburbs with that antenna. When we bought our farm and moved 90 miles north of 90 miles north of the city, our antenna didn't get any channels. We didn't get anything. We thought about getting satellite again and didn't really want to have to clear the trees. We were going to have to clear some trees to, to get it. And it just didn't make sense for us. We didn't want the cost. And we had realized that we didn't really give a shit about what we watched. So we went on from there and we just, we just dumped out of, um, we dumped out of really watching TV altogether. We had, I think we still had Netflix and um, Netflix and Amazon prime. Eventually we ended up dropping Am uh, Netflix. Also, <coughs> we realized we were paying for a bunch of commercials and a bunch of shit. We didn't really give a shit about watching. Uh, and, Amazon Prime we had for the shipping and the convenience of the on the shopping side. And so then we just by default went with that since we were paying for it anyway. So that's kind of the the journey of our of our um, mainstream media. I would call that mainstream media that uh, that public you don't have to dig very far. You flip on the, the TV. It's either on your cable or your satellite. That's that's kind of what I'm really focusing on today but there were a few things that um there were a few things that i noticed that as we stopped watching tv now these are just the personal things that i noticed i, I have a list here of things benefits uh actually it's a list of uh, detriments from watching the mainstream media but uh if you stop watching it, it will help these things. But the things that I noticed right off the bat, um, I shouldn't say right off the bat. It took a little while. But the first thing, the first realization was 
when I walked into the store and this was mainly when I got, when we transitioned from, from the satellite to the antenna. And then even more when we, when we didn't have access to the antenna either, we, um, I would walk into the store and I wouldn't want to buy everything. Uh, impulse buys, I guess you'd call them, but even, even stronger than that. Uh, we would go to the store and you'd walk around and there'd be things on the shelf and whether it be the grocery store or Target or Home Depot or whatever it is, I would be walking around and I noticed everything. I noticed I didn't want to pick up everything and need to buy it. And I realized that I wasn't watching commercials anymore. I had stopped listening to the radio. I listened to podcasts. I listened to music. Uh, my own music. I didn't listen to uh, talk radio anymore. I saw Rachel uh, had said something about being a big Rush and Hannity fan. I used to be a, a Glenn Beck, Rush, Hannity, uh, drive time, talk radio is all I listened to. Uh, yeah, that'll go to the list down uh, down here. The things that the things that are bad about that. But anyway, when I stopped watching the TV, when I stopped watching commercials, when I stopped listening to radio, all of a sudden, my shopping experiences were way different. I realized I had been walking through the store and picking stuff up and saying, man, I really, I really need this. I, I really, I really feel as though I've wanted to buy this. And I didn't say that to myself, but it, it was like I had been researching it or or desiring it for no other reason than i had seen it on ads i had never i had never like contemplated buying the product the widget or whatever it was that i was looking at but i had this desire to buy it and it was because i had seen it on all the commercials that went away that went away shopping got way better uh especially if i brought a list it was way easier to stay on the list. I just looked at the stuff and I, as I looked around the store, there was no, there was no, oh, no unnatural um, attraction to. Um... <laughs> uh, the unnatural attraction to, uh, to buy these items. So that was the, the, the main benefit for me. Uh, moving on to getting away from the news in general, I I I remember looking at the newspaper in the morning when I was a kid, all the way up through watching the evening news every day as a kid with my parents. You watch the local news, then the world news, the local news, then the world news. Then I think it was the local news, the world news, then Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy was the evening uh, routine after dinner uh, in my house. Uh, so that kind of continued, you get in those, you get in those habits as a child and, um, as, as I got older, I continued it. I, I ramped it up. I, I definitely honed in on watching things that, um, met my preference. I thought that, um, I thought that the other side was bullshit. Uh, weird. I think we were all conditioned to think that way, uh, that, that bought into the whole paradigm. But, uh, so I gravitated, I gravitated towards Fox. I gravitated towards conservative talk radio, all of that. 
And I was pissed off all the time. Like more than now, more than now, like you could, you think I'm an ornery bastard. Now you should have, you should have met me when I was actually angry about uh, all the stuff going on or all the stuff I thought was going on. Um, so that kind of progressed into our homestead time. And then it, it was done. Like we just stopped. We stopped watching TV. Corey was never, Corey is, um, Corey was never really into any of it. And it was refreshing. And I think the fact that she was never into politics, she never really gave a shit about the news. She never really gave a shit about any of it. Um, helped me realize that it didn't matter at one point i was like man my wife is one of the happiest people i've ever met hmm it's probably because she's with me no no wait she was happy before i met her she was a, a go lucky person before i met her so that's out of the equation i try to make her as happy as i can it's um <laughs> but uh no, I realized that she didn't have a whole lot of negative um, inflow into her life. She wasn't purposely turning on the news and watching a bunch of shit, uh, watching a bunch of uh, watching a bunch of negative stories, watching a bunch of doom and gloom. And I try to think back and wonder, was it that way when I was a kid? Or has it ramped up? I think it's ramped up. Like that's that's a discussion for a different day over the years. Has it ramped up or have we just become more aware of it? Have uh, have the um, have the techniques gotten better? Have they gotten more devious? Have they not given it? Have they gotten to a point where they just don't give a shit what they do? And it's out there because I feel like at now, and I don't know if it's because I've been awakened to it because I understand what's going on um, and the purpose behind it that I see it more, but I feel like advertising and the news and things like that, when I do see it are just so blatantly obvious in what they're doing now. I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, um, uh, hanging laundry says they do want people agitated polarization definitely ramped up yeah okay i did think that um okay rachel says they think it's it's ramped up more politics division and zealots um yeah the political the political politicization <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Polarization. Political politicalization. Is that even a fucking word? I don't even know. <laughs> Making everything about politics. Uh, they really hit the red button there. They hit the hot button, the blue button, the red button. I don't know which side you want to be on. I don't care. Um, I think they figured it out. I think they were able to realize that the division could happen naturally if we just got everybody in team blue and team red or enough people in team blue and team red. That way we could make everything politicized. That way we can uh, split the news networks. We can. Um, and, and I do, I, I think, uh, I think we've kind of watched this over over my lifetime, which would have been from the 80s to present, um, watch that kind of ramp up. So, uh, 
Okay, let's get to this lot. This uh, this list. So I dug in. I did a little bit of uh, a little bit of digging there of effects of mainstream media, uh, specifically talking like TV news. I think this is uh, rewild their life since they start in school. Now I remember voting in an election in like second grade. Who are you going to pick for president? Like, wait, what? Why? Why am I? Why? And why? Why? To, to, to participate in the election process, to get good, to get good little voters started early. <laughs> That's what it is. And I can't, I can't shame anybody for doing it because I did it for a long time. I, I bought whole hog into the system and then I, I realized that uh, the error of my ways but I dug in to, uh, to look at some of the, the what I could find as negative impacts of the uh, mainstream media. And if you cut it out of your life, other than me saying, your life gets better, you get happier, you get less angry, you like fellow people a little bit more, you, uh, you know, on and on and on, what I've seen personally in my life, I wanted to see if I could dig up some, some reasons on the web uh the the negative effects of the news so i found 10 here a lot of them are very similar because i mean they all come come from the same vein but um but here we are and uh <laughs> oh rewild their life really while we think we're about the same age yeah i'm 40 45 <laughs> i'll be 46 in february so I was born in uh, 78. Uh, so that, that'll give you give you a really close age. Um, <coughs> hold on one second. I want to catch this, this couple of comments. Um, actually, I'm going to wait till the end here. Cut off a little bit early and go back and, and hit these comments. I got a bunch starred here. Uh, you guys have been really good comments so far in the live chat. I appreciate it. Uh, Jim's filling in for Kyle this morning. I don't know where that kid is. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll make it through. Um, number one, number one on the list of uh, of negative impacts I've found of the of the mainstream media, the news, the the TV news, the newspaper is uh, there's a mental there's a negative mental health impact. Constant exposure to the news can negatively impact your mental health, leading to increase increased stress and anxiety levels. Uh, and you can see that with um, how much more dramatic the news has gotten. Everything is a crisis. Everything is negative. Everything you should be worried about. Everything you should be stressed about. It has an impact on you, whether you like it or not. As you roll through day to day to day, especially if you're watching it morning, evening, reading the paper, listening to the talk radio, it's going to have a negative mental health impact. Stop, turn it off. And guess what? Your brain will thank you. It'll stop thinking negative thoughts. It'll take a while. You can't take it. You can't just turn it off and be, be, be wary. There will be withdrawals. You will be picking up the remote control and your hand will be shaking and you're going to want to turn it to the news. Just don't do it. Resist and see how much better you feel mentally 
The second one on the list that I found was watching the news really gives you a misrepresentation of reality. We all see the pictures of the memes on social media that have um, the, the, the TV screen with a guy like stabbing the lady in the head with a knife. But then when you pull back on the picture, they're actually like hugging and he has something and his arm is around her head. And the point of the meme, the point of the picture, um, the point in my picture, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel publicly announced how old she was and she took a big sigh of relief and said, there, I said it. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, misrepresentation of reality. Uh, the whole point of that picture, those memes, is to show you that we can make anything look any way we want. The angle, zooming in, zooming out, um, the words we use to describe it. And if that's all you're taking in, if you're not interacting in the world around you, if you're not talking to your neighbors, which we don't do anymore, if you're not talking to people in the grocery store or out in town, if you're not calling friends and talking to people in other places, you really get the view of reality that the news that you choose to watch wants to feed you. Imagine living in a fishbowl and the only thing you see is the world around you in this beautiful um, in this beautiful house. You're sitting on the kitchen table and you're swimming around and you're looking out and you think this is the whole world. Happy people walking back and forth. Um, man, the, the world could be falling apart around the outside of that house. But in your little fishbowl, that's all you see. I think they call it an echo chamber. But this is going to be a targeted, targeted echo chamber. Um, yeah, Hanging Laundry says, look at the look at the terms they use for weather to hype it up. Bomb cyclone, uh, polar vortex. All right. I wondered this, and this was this is a little aside here, and this this uh, this show is going to be completely full of them, just because I have these questions as I as I stepped out and as I look from the outside in, I have these questions. Were the weather patterns when I was a kid different for some reason? Did we get new technology? Did we? Oh, I know what it is. It's climate change that's caused it. I don't remember there being polar vortexes when I was a kid. I remember it just being fucking winter and it got cold. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I it, has it has it gotten extreme? <laughs> Every time I hear the word extreme, all I can think of is how Harold and Kumar's um, trip to White Castle. And uh, and the, the the people there, the guys that they end up stealing their Jeep or their Xterra or whatever it is that are always saying extreme. Uh, 
Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Just keeping up with the comments over here. Uh, so back to it. Misrepresentation of reality. They're feeding you the, the what they want you to do. All right. Dogs are a little out of control this morning. But um, misrepresentation of reality. So perfect example, I suppose, would be the the conflict that's going on over in the Middle East. What's actually happening? Do we know? Can anybody tell me for sure what is going on? I can find out. Um, I have contacts. I have uh, I have social media contacts. I have business contacts that are in Israel. Uh, I've, I've interviewed several that live there. Um, they can tell me what's going on. They're going to be biased. They're seeing it with their own eyes and they're going to be biased. So how can I have an accurate representation of what's going on when through a camera that can be controlled is sent to a news studio and then relayed with someone that's giving their opinion or whatever opinion that they're, uh, they are, um, whatever opinion they are wanting to portray. So you're getting a misrepresentation of reality. And as you instill that in your brain and it seats in, you apply that to your everyday life when you go out in the world. So if you have a, uh, if you're watching a news station that is saying that there is high tensions among whites and blacks, like weird, they would never, they would never do that. Uh, when you walk into the grocery store, you're a either aggressive towards the other or you're scared and people put off vibes. People put off, put off, uh, put off feelings and it just causes tension. So they're doing what they want. They're misrepresenting. Um, they're misrepresenting reality and they're putting you into whatever reality they want you to be in. Commercialization is next on the list. I just talked about that for a little while. It was the thing that like blared out to me after we stopped. It was the biggest realization. When you go from being angry, super angry to less angry. Um, and at that point in my life, I was still transitioning. I wasn't really happy with anything as I am now. Um, but as I was transitioning out of that, I was still, I was still angry. The main thing that became clear to me was the commercialization. Um, man, it's just filled with it. It's filled with it up and down and left and right. Uh, all of the news things, all of these things list, the bad stuff about the news, I see an idiocracy. Corey makes fun of me because of the, the wallpaper around the, the screen here, the Bitcoin, stuff like that. She, she calls it my, uh, pro wear, I think is, uh, is what she calls it from idiocracy. But man, watch the news today. And I think somebody mentioned it up there. I don't know if I started or not, but uh, if it's all about attention, if it isn't all about attention, why do all the news broadcasters look so uh, attractive? Um, why are they bringing in these young, attractive girls that can, you can tell a lot of them like, wait, what? Like, these are the news authorities. They're just reading a script, but they're fun to look at. They're, people are going to tune in because they're attractive to look at. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Idiocracy, totally check it out. Totally, totally check it out. Uh, 
And uh, so I'm seeing all these things, but the commercials, the pro wear, uh, things like that in idiocracy, the commercialization of the news, the commercials in the news, uh, we've really transitioned uh, to so many commercials during the shows. See, I like to watch old TV shows and you see the difference. You see the difference in the blatant commercialization. I'm not saying old TV shows weren't programming. No, I mean, I'm not saying that by any means, but it was a lot less blatant. And I think it was a lot less of it overall, uh, the farther you go back. But when you go back and watch older TV shows and you look at when you're watching them, like on a, a streaming service or on DVD, if you look at the length of the episodes, look at how much actual show has, <laughs> has, um, has, has how much the actual show has gotten shorter. I think the recent episode of something I watched, the most recent thing, and this isn't even uh, newer, I think out of a half an hour television program, it was like 19 or 18 minutes of show and 11 or 12 minutes of advertising. So the commercials that they cut out when it was on DVD was um, down to 18, 19 minutes. All in the family, left-wing programming. Yeah, Jim says all in the family, left-wing programming. Yeah, that was because of Meathead or Meatball or whatever his name was. I think it was Meathead, right? That was his son-in-law, Meathead. Uh, anyway, so the commercialization was that as you step away, even if you don't cut out all TV, people like to enjoy and uh, sit down and relax in the evening. Even if you skip the news, you're going to be cutting out the, the blatant commercialization. So you're going to spend less money. So we're going to have better mental health. We're going to have a more better grip on reality. When we stop watching the news, uh, we're going to stop buying stupid shit um, just because we see it on the news. Uh, next on the list, physical health effects. I was, uh, I was kind of shocked when I saw this come up and then it made sense. Uh, the list said watching the news can lead to increased cortisol and adrenaline levels, potentially impacting health, physical health over time. Fair enough. I get it. I get it. Uh, meatball. <laughs> Meat sauce. <laughs> um, man, if you get if you sit down and watch the news every day. And every time you watch the news, it comes on and somebody did something shitty. Um, somebody did something to make you angry. The the clown in chief said something stupid and you giggle, but it makes you mad that he's in charge of our country. All of that shit. You watch it. It goes on and on and on. You're going to get angry. Your body chemistry is going to respond to that. Your brain synapses are going to respond to that. You're going, <laughs> Jim says, screaming at the TV can't be good, but I do it anyway. Right. Not bad every now and then. Not bad every now and then. Every night at six o'clock when you sit down to watch the news. Every night uh, when you turn on CNN or Fox News or CNBC or whatever all day, all night news channel uh, before you go to bed. That's a good time to do it <laughs> right before you go to bed. Man, cut it out. 
cut it out. Cut, make, quit making yourself angry for no reason. Because what does it matter? I put in the show notes, um, and this is kind of for after the fact, but anybody in the live audience right now that still watches the news, why? Why can't you quit? Put it in the comments. I mean, if I said you need just you can't watch the news ever again, what would be your excuse that you have to? Because I tried to come up with them for a long time. Oh, man. Well, what if there, a war started? What if a war started? What if, what if, what if? And I don't give a shit anymore. I really don't. I really don't. I look outside, and if it's sunny, it's sunny. If it's raining, it's raining. Corey is my weather man. I don't need to watch. Um, I don't need to watch the news for weather. Corey is all over that. She will let me know. Pip says, "But my weather report." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Corey, Corey helps me out with that. Or I go outside. You know what else affects me? Whatever I run into on a daily basis, my circle of control, my circle of influence, anything major happens outside of that, I'm sure I'll know. I'm sure I'll know. I have people that I know that are uh, are easily going to, to get a touch with me. Let me know that uh, the world is on fire. The world's going to end. And you know what? If people are shooting them, shooting each other in the Middle East, it's, it's just happening again. It's been happening since I was a kid. It was happening before that. It's going to happen long beyond this. You know what I don't have to worry about? You know what I don't have to concern myself with? Is the war in Israel. What am I going to do about it? A, I'm not going. B, I don't, I do know people there, but I can't help them if something happens and something happens to them. Will I feel bad? Yeah. Is it, is it, a, is it a, are they a victim of circumstance where they are? Yeah. If they were in middle Tennessee, would they uh, be getting rockets launched at each, each other? Probably not. But guess what? I'm not there. It, it is what it is. It's going to happen if I worry about it or not. So why do I worry about it? I can't affect it. I can't change it. I'm not going to stand out in the street with my give peace a chance sign and make a difference. So what difference does it make? Jim says, whenever someone mentions a war, I say, which one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and what difference does it make? Once I was out of that draft age, man, I uh, I, I, I was just like, huh, I don't have to worry about these wars anymore. I'm not going to have to go. Um, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of things. The the fear of missing out. That's what I was talking about, looking for in those those excuses why you still have to watch the news. What if I don't find out? What if I don't find out about this or that or the other thing? The fear of missing out, the fear that I have to tune in because they might say something that I might not know and that won't affect me anyway. Um, no, but that is the reason people can't give it up. They're afraid to miss out on what the next story is. Um, the constant flow of news, the the constant, I think um, social media has really ramped this up, but that fear of missing out, you got to let it go. You got to let it go and, um, and get over that. Um, so 
I wanted to to kind of wrap up with something. Then I'm going to go back to the comments and hit those. Something I was thinking about when I was I was kind of evaluating if I was better or worse off by not watching the news. And it got me thinking, talking with Corey. Corey is, is my barometer for a lot of things. And Corey never really gave a shit about politics. And I'm going to go down this road a little bit. And Corey the other day asked me, um, I asked her if, I don't know, we were talking about Jill Biden and Kamala Harris and this and that. And Corey was basically, basically thought that Kamala Harris was Joe Biden's wife. And I giggled and I was like, eh. I mean, why would she know any different? She doesn't pay attention to any of that. And she's much happier for it. And I got thinking to myself, I don't know jack shit going on right now. Like this new presidential election, I couldn't tell you who's running. I, I don't even know. Is it this year, next year? I don't really care. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any um, any Senate races, House races. I couldn't tell you the balance of power in Congress. I couldn't tell you. I, I saw some blip that they, they elected a new Speaker of the House. What happened to old turtle guy? Um, or no, he's in the Senate. I don't even know. See, this is the thing. And what I got to was, do you remember? And they probably still do them, but I think it was uh, Letterman started it. Uh, maybe Leno. They had the man on the street interviews where they would go out and they would cherry pick people. And if you saw the behind the scenes, they recorded hours and hours and hours of video to get these few clips where they made fun of people because they didn't know who the president was and shit like that. And I laughed, man. I, I said, oh, those dumb fuckers. How can they not know that? Blah, 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 blah. That's me now. And I'm okay with it. Maybe they weren't wrong for not knowing that shit. Because what did it matter? What did it affect their lives at all whatsoever in the whole span of their life? What difference did it make if they knew who the second president of the, the the United States was. What difference did it make if they didn't know who the vice president was? I don't know. At this point, I don't think it matters at all. And I think I looked and laughed at them like, ha ha. And now I'm realizing probably was the better way to go. What what value does that bring to your life, knowing that information? Um, Jim says, Leno did that with pictures of people. People knew who celebrities were, but not who the current VP is. Okay. <laughs> Corey says that I was just going to say that. I wouldn't know that either at this point. Um, I think when I checked out of... Um, when I, I was never a big celebrity guy. First of all, I never understood that concept. I, I think I interacted with enough quote unquote famous people growing up that I never really got the fame thing. Um, I never understood it. I never understood celebrity worship or us weekly or any of that bullshit. Um, so I, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't tell you either way. But I don't think I'm worse off for it. I don't think it's going to affect me negatively at all in my day-to-day -day life. So, yeah. 
maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's not bad, but just going down the road of um, going down the road of the mainstream media and doing this research, it got me thinking about those old gotcha videos and how how funny I thought they were and how ignorant I thought those people were. And, and they were ignorant. They didn't care. They didn't know. They didn't want to know. They didn't need to know. And it was okay. And their lives were just fine. So be okay with it. Be okay with not knowing. Um, I'm going to hit these comments, circle back, hit these. I got uh, some start. I want to see. Um, Rachel, like I mentioned, said she ditched it all, not just mainstream. So much better. Used to be a huge Rush Limbaugh and uh, Hamburg fan. Uh, uh, considering running for school board, now I'm... <laughs> Now <laughs> she is not. She uh, she was thinking about running for school board. That was uh, Toolman Tim up in Canada. We were talking that he was an anarchist that ran for city council, and uh, thank God he lost. Uh, Hanging Laundry said, "Drop TV decades ago, but had videos for the kids. My siblings are glued to the TV. It shapes their worldview to say the least." Yeah, when you talk to people, that once you check out. And you talk to people that are still um, dialed into all of that, literally. Yeah, see what I did there? Do TVs even have dials anymore? But uh, anyway, yeah, you definitely notice. You can see it. Pip said, I have enough things to concern myself with. I don't need to go off and find stuff like paid media. Yeah, paid media, uh, free media, any of that. Like, start... start um, Start focusing on what what's next door to you. What do you need to do to make your life better today and quit wasting energy on what's going on in California when you live in uh, when you live in Tennessee? What's going on in the Gaza Strip when you live in Alberta, Canada? Like, stop. What difference does it make? You're wasting energy. You're wasting your time. Um. Hunter said, okay, now that I've stopped for a minute, I think MSM quality went down with more on demand. Like they had all day to research the story before the evening news. Yeah, uh, I find that with um, podcasts, you know, doing five a day, you have a lot more content you have to bring out. When they went from just the, the ABC evening news, one half hour broadcast a day, maybe two, lunch and evening, but some of the stories overlapped. They had a lot more time and a lot more bodies digging and making quality news broadcasts. Now they just have um, Johnny Shitlips from uh, graduated communication school that can't even write a paragraph is writing the script for, for Micah Davis, who's sitting behind the, behind the uh, news the news desk in her bustier reading uh nonsense because that's just what happens yes i agree the quality has definitely gone down um and then rachel says if it wasn't about getting the intention then why are the newscasters nice to look at nailed it for micah davis and the dude with his shirt off i don't know what, even what his name was but back to idiocracy we're getting there, folks. We're getting there a lot quicker. Definitely getting there a lot quicker. Um, Jim says we're way off from the draft. We have drones now. Yeah. Uh, 
Jim says, I've thought about local government. We can make a difference at that level, but I don't want a microscope up my butt. We can make a difference at that level, Jim. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I may agree. I may not. We'll have to find out on another day because we're up in an hour here and I'm going to wrap up now. Like I said, tomorrow we're going to be talking about winter plans here for us, whether that be um, surviving the cold, some preparations we're going to make with the camper, uh, some uh, some work plans, some stuff coming up and uh, and thoughts on the weekend. We're also going to try to give away 15,000 Satoshis. So if you have any friends that want to hang out, watch the show, and enter in a live drawing at the end of the show, I will uh, I will be giving that away if we hit 15 entries into the drawing. We had a strong showing last week for 45,000. We gave it away. Now we go back to 15. So tell your friends, tell your, uh, tell your acquaintances, tell your enemies, and then rub it in their face when you win it and they don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, guys. It's been an interesting week so far, and uh, today should be another great day heading down to uh, do grocery shopping, laundry, and all of that. It's always uh, it's always an interesting adventure. If you'd like to participate in tomorrow's show, the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services. I offer recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. It's Thursday. One uh, one more day my wife has tomorrow off. She gets a nice long weekend to enjoy. You guys might have to go back to work, or if you're uh, retired, you get to sit home and enjoy that Friday because every day is Friday when you're retired. Actually, every day is Saturday. Hey, guys, enjoy your Thursday, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. I can feel the sound